Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I am your host of today's show. I'm joined today by old man Trev, Big Steve, and from the Guna fanzine, Dan Mountney. We are going to look ahead to the Wolves game. We're also going to take a look back at the Manchester United game um, and also uh, transfer window activity and what we thought of that. Guys, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome everybody in the chat. Uh, feel free to put your comments in and we'll try and talk uh, talk to you as well along the way. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel uh, and uh, click like. It just helps us uh, get more. Before we start, um, my hair, honestly. <laughs> Uh, it's like something that came out of the 90s. Uh, it, it, it's lockdown hair. I've, it's the only way I can keep it in control is co- coming it back. So I'm not trying to do an Elvis impression. With, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Trev, how are you? We'll get an answer in a half hour. Uh, I'm really good. Thank you, Fergus. Really good. It's been a good week for Arsenal Football Club, I think, and uh, looking forward to talking about it. I'm not going to buy it, by the way. Well, not yet anyway. <laughs> Steve, how are you? Yeah, good, good. I yeah, I think it's, it has been a has been a good week. Um, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Same old, same old everywhere else. But yeah, Arsenal have have been all right. So, from what was a, a virtually a, a stagnant or a very quiet transfer window all round, yeah, I, I have to agree. I think the business we've done is quite good. Dan, how are you doing? Welcome back again, three all times good. now. Price, yeah, yeah, I'm all, all, back. <laughs> I'm going to be charging an appearance fee soon, Fergus. Don't you worry. No, all we'll allow you to do, we allow you to put it into your bio on, on, on your Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. Um, right. So we're going to look at the Man United game, first of all, and then we will have a look at the... Um, we will, we'll, Sorry. Look, there we go. Already it started. It's just, it's how long we've we been going? Two minutes. Reckon got a little ponytail at the back. What have that. I done? <laughs> Nothing, not you. It's in the chat. Keep up. Um, oh, so United, it, it, it was a nil-nil. Um, Man United dropped uh, points again for the third time in four Premier League games, which you know brings them a little bit closer to us. I still think I know we're sitting, I think, tenth in the league at the minute, um, but we're not that far off that top four position. Yes, there are teams that have games in hand and so on, but you know, points on the board is what counts first of all. Lacazette went close uh, with a free kick. Uh, he kicked the bar. Uh, De Gea saved uh, ones in the second half from Smithrow and Pepe. Um, but we never really looked to threaten, uh, especially in that first half, uh, um, to score. Second half, I thought we were much better. Uh, Bird Leno um, had a wonder save, um, which I thought was a, a very, very good save from a shot by Fred. And Cavani wow. had a close range shot. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, Cavani had a close range deflected uh, wide from Leno and where Aaron Wambasaka just went wide as well towards the end of the game Dan we'll start with you because uh, the guy above you just playing up a little bit um, so uh, uh, what did you make of the game overall I summarised it there a little bit um, yeah I thought you know, probably a draw was a fair result. You know, it was, it was a back and forth game. Both teams had spells where they were the better side and they had the chances. I think on reflection, the United probably had the better chance. I still don't know how Cavani didn't score in the second half. I mean, it was an absolute sitter. Um, obviously, yeah, you mentioned Lacazette as well. He came close. But yeah, I think, yeah, as I say, a draw, probably a fair result in terms of the chances and, and the way the game went. Uh, Steve? What did you make of it? Yeah, I thought yeah, a draw a draw was fair. 
I said on the uh, on the preview that I couldn't see I couldn't see a United win. I could see it being a draw or an Arsenal win. Um, I don't know. I just had a feeling that that they wouldn't quite wouldn't quite break us down. Um, I also thought, obviously, with with Tierney, Saka, and and Aubameyang still out, that we you know we might struggle to penetrate a little bit. They've been playing well. Um, so yeah, all in all, I think you know both teams had had moments where you know they should have scored and and yeah i think a nil nil is is a fair result and ultimately we didn't lose so it's good all round i think trev what did you make of it what did you make of uh, say pepe's performance um there was that opportunity that chance he had where he took seven step overs is it really necessary <laughs> I, 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 I thought pepe was looked an improved player if i'm honest i've been quick enough to say well, he's not played well enough, so you've got to be a man up and say, I thought he was um, much improved. Not not, not where I'd expect him to be, but heading in the right direction. Um, much like the other lad said, Fergus, um, with, with with some of our arguably most productive players missing, we, we still stayed in the game and, and looked like we could easily have won it. I think Dan summed nicely when he says that a draw was probably a fair result. I think it was. I think we had as many chances. Don't forget that uh, Willian, Willian's finishing was woeful, that chance he missed. Pepe could easily have scored a couple more, a couple. Lacazette's play, t- taken the free kick and hit the crossbar. Um, and then Man United have had chances at the other end. So unlike Sky TV, also known as yeah, Man yeah. U TV, we'll, we'll say it how it is and we won't say that Arsenal should have won comfortably, but it was a level game and it could have gone either way. And I, we could quite easily have won it, Fergus. Quite easily. Very happy, well, actually, with us. It, it, you know, it's a, it's a point against one of our, as we were saying in the in the preview game, one of our biggest rivals, uh, uh, and you know, a team that are firmly in the top four, uh, and one of the ones that we need to be getting points off. It was quite funny. You point out about Sky and their, their uh, biased commentary and their bias. Uh, Phil Neville uh, was was absolutely awful on it. Some of the comments he was making. I was doing a watch along with my uh, my nephews in America, which I said I wasn't going to do, but I did. I felt guilty. And um, they're only fourteen and sixteen or seventeen. So I had to, and there was uh, my little eight year old nephew as well, our ten year old nephew. Um, and I had to just watch my p's and q's, but <laughs> nearly nearly lost it with uh, with with Phil Neville. And then you look at match of the day and match of the day. It looked like a completely different game to the game that we watched, you know, and it probably goes to the point that you said the other week, Trev, when you look at um, football on in a stadium to looking at football at home, I think it was the last time you were on, uh, Dan, as well, that it looks a different game. But then just to watch highlights of the game is it's a completely different game all over again. Um, Arteta agreed with us uh, and agreed with you, um, Dan and um, uh, Trev. He did feel that a draw was a fair result. Three of our best players were out and probably had an impact, but really happy with the players. In the second half, we were so dominant, we created good chances and we could have won it. Uh, Likewise, we could have been in the hole. Overall, um, pleased with that one. Pleased with that one. Let's move on. The most important game is the ones on tonight. Uh, We haven't got the points on the board yet against Wolves. Uh, we're aiming to the uh, Wolves are aiming to the double over us for the first time since 1978-79. Arsenal have won eight of their past ten top flight games against Wolves, um, and drew one, lost one others, and this is the hundredth time uh, we have met them in the top flight. 
Uh, and we, we've won 45, Wolves won 27, and there's been 27 draws. Nuno Santos said his squad was fresh with no injury problems. Um, Altenori, Marcal, Jimenez were all si- are all sidelined, while oh, Chrysisa remains a, di- a, a doubt. Aubameyang might be back for us. Lacazette's expected to play despite um, his head blow, but Saka and Tierney are major doubts because of calf problems. Uh, Steve, I'll go with you first. Um, what are you looking? What What are you looking for tonight in the game? Are Are you where do you see the threats coming from Wolves, and what, what sort of lineup are you expecting? Um, well, we will, I haven't I haven't seen much of Wolves recently, um, but I know that uh, was it was it size that you said was sideline S A I S S. Yeah, I didn't know whether it was him you were on about. I know he's been playing well. Um, so if he's out, that's that's a good thing. Um, they've got Willie Bowley back. Um, to be honest, I don't know because the thing oh. with Wolves, they feed off, <laughs> they feed off of you know him and this generally. And since he's been out, I don't think they've been the same side. You know, he's the focal point, and everyone else sort of comes off of him. Um, so yeah, I'm not too sure where the threats. Are. I think I think we'll win it and and be fairly comfortable. I don't think Wolves are the same side that that played us earlier on in the year or last year. I don't think they were the same side that played us last year. Um I think they're really struggling at the moment with whatever, you know, injuries whatever. Um but for us I think I just want to see us build on, you know, the last few weeks whoever comes in at center back with Rob Holding whether it's, you know, Gabriel or whether Louise plays there, I just want them to to be as solid as you know as solid as their partner I want you know if Bellerin's going to start again I want him to continue to, to to build on what he's been doing god forbid William starts after a, an okay appearance last you know on the weekend I just want him to continue to, you know I just as long as we don't regress in any area I think we should be fine tonight because we showed at Man United even with key players missing that you know we had enough at times and man united are not wolves so i just i just want us not to not to take a step backwards and just give it everything we can tonight dan um wolves are a bit of a hit and miss side uh they are there you know they really have strong performances i really do like their manager he was linked at one point to to replacing yeah. arsene wenger um i think he's quite an intelligent manager and they've got really unknown Portuguese players that all a lot to end up being superstars and the type of doing a bit of money ball like Southampton have done and like moved on the likes of Yota yeah. and, and, and so on. Um what do you make of this this their manager uh, this side and and what's your expectations um of the game? Um I think I've watched them a few times in recent weeks and I think they're playing a bit within themselves at the moment. I don't know whether that's because they're missing Jimenez so much. As Steve said, he's a bit of a focal point for them and they kind of play off him. Um, or whether it's they're still feeling the effects of that long run they had into the Europa League last season. Obviously, they were playing a lot later than every other Premier League team were uh, because of their involvement in that competition. So it could be a mixture of both. I'm not sure. Um, but they seem to be, you know, they're not they're not as attacking as they were last season. We saw people like Jimenez and Traore really getting forward and causing problems. But recently they've kind of sat back a bit too much and they're trying to defend leads and, and play for points and whatever, whereas before they were a little bit more expansive. Um, they've not won in five. They're not in great form. Um, so I think they're there for the taking, really. But we've still got to be careful of them on the counter-attack. As I said, Traore, we know about his pace. He's a really dangerous player. They've also got uh, Daniel Podence and Pedro Neto as well, who've, who've really stepped up this season and, and look 
a lot better players than they did last season. So there is still a threat to Wolves and we've got to be careful, especially on the counter-attack. But this is a game we should be looking to win, especially considering the form that they're in. Yeah, they could lose um, three home games for the first time since 20, uh, November 2018. And they've just kept one clean sheet in the last 14 Premier League matches. Um, do, who's their keeper? I Just out of interest, I can't... Uh, Rui Patricio, good good goalkeeper, won the Euros with uh, with Portugal back in uh, 2016, I think it was. Okay, so yeah. what's, what's the issue with them shipping so many goals then? And, you know, we seem to have... Uh, reverse that 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 issue as well, and we we seem to have like a stronger defense. What's what's the issue with their with their uh, defense? Is it? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know whether obviously they're renowned for that back five system. Um, I don't know whether they're missing people like Saez, who's been playing well lately, as, as Steve said. Um, Doherty obviously left as well in the summer to go to a uh, to Tottenham. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether they're missing key players like that. I think Johnny, the the wing back, left wing back, has been out for a while injured as well. So I think they're missing some key players in that de- in those defensive areas. And your expectations for tonight? Are you, are you confident about it? No, don't give your score prediction just yet. But are you confident that we'll we'll you know yeah, get a I result? So. Yeah, I think so. I think as I say, you know, they're not in great form. They're they're almost there for the taking. But we we can't be too complacent, and we have to be wary of the threat they pose as well. But I think we'll get a win tonight. Trev, um, let's go to you. Uh, Arsenal are enjoying a seven-match unbeaten league run, uh, aiming for four consecutive away wins in the league for the first time since October 2016. Scored eight goals, conceded just one uh, in the last previous three away matches, and Arteta have uh, only conceded 20 goals this season. Only Manchester City letting in fewer goals. So some really, really, really positive stats to go into this game. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, everything everything points towards an Arsenal win tonight, doesn't it? I mean, we won at Wolves last year 2-0 quite comfortably, if I remember rightly, and, and we're a better side than we were last year, and Wolves are a worse side than they were last year. Wolves have sold some of their best players. We've sold some of our worst players. We've been in cracking form and Wolves haven't. So everything points towards a, a win for Arsenal tonight, and, and, and I agree with the lads. But it's a funny old season this season, and it? it's upside down, inside out. You never know what's happening. Full of surprises. Let's just hope we don't get one tonight, and I can see us winning. But uh, we can't let our guard down, you know. We can't let our guard down against Wolves. We've got to keep playing well, strongest side, and uh, hopefully the Arteta revolution will continue unabated, my friend. Just looking at um, that uh, Patricio versus Leno uh, stats. Um... And uh, let's bring it off single screen. Sorry, I'm I'm on a different screen. I'll share that with you as well. Uh, let's go here. It's all right. You can you can leave me up there. I'm easier on the eye than you, Fergus. Uh, well, with this hair, do yeah, I think you're probably right. So, <laughs> looking at some of the stats there, you've got uh, appearances 21 each for Leno versus Patricio. Clean sheets eight versus um, uh, versus five. Uh, goals conceded 20 versus 30, recoveries 151 over. So, you know, a good match goalkeeper-wise, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, fair, yeah. I, yeah, the, I mean, Patricio's been a been a top keeper for a while. Um, as, as Dan said, he, you know, won the Euros of Portugal. Um, and we know, you know, we know what we can get from Leno. So, um, yeah, a good match with the keepers. I think a lot of it, as you asked, Dan, I think it comes down to the defense. Um, I know they toyed, they 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 went for from 
having a back five for a long while, but they toyed with a back four. I don't know whether they're still playing with a back four. When um, I think Connor Cody was out injured, Woody Bowley was obviously out injured um, for a while. So they toyed with a back four. And I think they had a back four that when they beat us earlier on in the season, I think that was one of the first games they went with a back four. Um, I may be wrong, but it was around that time because I remember Neville on a MU, MUTV going on about them switching to a back four. So, um, yeah, I think it's just just injuries in defence, you know, and obviously with with problems in defence, your keeper comes under a lot more pressure, which is why he's probably, you know, made a lot more saves and, and got some good stats, you know, same as we saw with Leno at times this season. Lineup wise, Steve. Then uh, I've got um, a sort of predicted lineup of Leno and goal, and uh, I did put up um, Molina's comment about that, which is, "Hello, guys. Mm. You can see uh, a better keeper in Leno since Martinez and, Ma- and Macy left. Less punching, more catching, and commanding his box better. No longer making uh, her want to cover her eyes uh, with fear." And you know that's exactly where I am. And I know. I've been accused of maybe Leno bashing, but I, I was never Leno bashing. I was just saying I didn't particularly like the way he actually conducted saves. Uh, he used to parry too many onto the penalty spot and let people score them, and that's not his job. Um, <laughs> but he has improved tremendously. Lineup wise, Leno and goal. Um, who do you expect to be the back four, um, Trev? Well, firstly, I've got to say, hello, Florence, hello, Jemima. Otherwise, my life won't be worth living. Granddad loves your kids. The back four, Fergus, I can see it being Bellerin, Soares and Partey. Uh, excuse me, Bellerin, Holding and Soares, if Tierney isn't fit. And then one from the three of Gabriel, Louis and Mari for me. And 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 if I'm honest, out of those three on recent form, I'd, I'd rather have seen Mari starting the game. So if I had my own way... I'd have Leno, Bellerin, Holden, Mari and Soares at the back, but I can't see Mari playing. That's obviously uh, allowing for the fact Tierney's injured. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're assuming he is, like, you know, and, and to be honest, we've got another game coming up at the weekend. We then got a week off, effectively. I, I know there's the uh, Benfica game, and we'll, I'll get your view on that in a little bit, um, Dan, because you might know a little bit more than us. Uh, but... Um, Steve, any different in in the back along there? Would so you went Cedric, Mari, Holding, Bellerin. Would you do anything different? Um, I, well, I think Arteta is going to stick with Louise. I just have a feeling he will. I would I would bring in Gabriel. I don't think Mari is fit, um, but I would I would bring in Gabriel. He's you know he's 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 had a few minutes in recent weeks. He's not looked the player he was at the start, but um, that might just be down to rustiness, no game time, coming back from COVID, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think. I think it would be good to see Gabriel tonight. And if he doesn't perform, that you know, if he's not as good as Louise was on the weekend, then then you bring somebody else in, you know, against Leeds. So I think tonight would be a good chance to to bring him back in. Um yeah, if Tierney's if Tierney's out, I expect to see Cedric over on the left and Bellerin carrying on at right back alongside Holden. Um, Dan, midfield pairing, has it got to be the, the same two again? Yes, yeah, it's got to be uh, Xhaka and, and Partey for me. I think they've formed a really good partnership in recent weeks. I think Partey has shown that he's exactly what we've been missing. He's so composed on the ball and his range of passing is, is superb. And, and Xhaka for me looks, I know Trev's not his biggest fan, but uh, he, he, looks a bit more, <laughs> he looks a bit more mature to me. He, he seems to be a bit more composed. I don't know whether that's because he's got the confidence of, of Partey alongside him. I'm not sure what it is, but he, he's in good form as well. So I think, yeah, Partey and Xhaka have got to be the two. Holding midfielders. 
I don't know what they're doing in the training pitch, but I think Arteta's message and, and the message is getting through to the likes of uh, Shaka and like Leno. Hopefully, it'll get through. It seems to be maybe getting there with Pepe, uh, and maybe you know miracles might happen. William might start listening and actually turning up for games. <laughs> Um, Trev, who's your uh, f- forward midfield three? That uh, uh, So who are you going in the number 10 on either side on the wings? Well, it's interesting, isn't it, Fergus? Because I, f- I think Lacquer will stay playing up top. I think Lacquer's been much like... Much like Dan said about Xhaka being lifted by Partey, which I can't argue against. I think Xhaka's been in fine form. I think that on a similar vein, I think the lacquer has been lifted by those younger players playing around him. So so, so I think lacquer will play up top. And then who plays behind him is really down to to, to, to our, 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 um, our test of season, isn't it? I mean, Alba's been out for two or three games. So does he go straight back in or does he come back on the bench? Uh, ESR didn't play the weekend, so I'm expecting Smith Rowe to take part in the game. I want to see, and I'd love, but I've got a funny feeling we'll see see Smith Rowe if he's fit. I know he's a big question mark. Sack will be either Alabama Yang or Pepe to play on the other side. Okay, so I'll just run through who you're saying on there. So you're saying Smith Rowe, Lacazette up top, Smith Rowe, Pepe, and Abamyang, is that? No, Saka, if he's fit. He, he, we still okay. had an announcement on Saka, have we? Uh, no, no. It's, it's Saka. Yesterday, wasn't he? He's been in training this week, Abamyang and Saka. Yeah, I think it's okay. only been for yeah. the past few days, though. So I don't yeah. I don't think we'll see Abamyang start personally. I think, yeah, he's not probably not had enough time being back with the squad and, and, and getting fit enough mm. to play. So, But we'll wait and see. Um, anybody else have any different forward uh, forward line on, on, on there? Dan, would you play anything yeah, differently I, in that front? I I think that we may see Odegaard start, personally. Um, yes. Smith Rowe played well at the weekend, but towards the end of the game, he looked absolutely shattered. Um, and he obviously came off for Odegaard as well. So I think um, I think we may possibly see Odegaard start. Um, hopefully Saka's back fit as well. Um, but... You know, I, I think yeah, Odegaard might be the one one change to that attacking lineup personally. Okay, yeah. And what did you make of his of his brief cameo then at, at the weekend? He didn't really do much, did he? Wasn't really much to see. Yeah, I mean, he played what 10, 10 or so minutes. There's not really a lot of time to make an impact. Um, I think he'd only done kind of one and a half sessions with the team before that game, so. I don't think he was going to gel as we've seen the front line do in recent weeks. Um, but there is certainly a talented player there. I think I spoke about it last time I was on the podcast and I'm really excited to see him play for Arsenal because I think there is a really good player in there. Well, just to let you know, uh, Saka, Sabias and Lacazette arrived at Molyneux. So, um, yeah, the team news should be out in about 10 minutes. So that's positive news that Saka might play. Maybe Cedric will go on the on the right wing and um, Saka go on the left left back position because he's played there as well. So there's, there's definitely some options. Um, while we're waiting on the team news to come out, which will be out in about six or seven minutes, um, let's look at uh, the um, Benfica game. It's meant to be a two-legged fixture. One of the fixtures is uh, meant to be in Portugal, which is under um, a travel ban uh, to and from. Uh, Portugal and South America. Uh, Dan, what do you know on this? Because I'm I'm hearing talks of a neutral venue. Um, where would a neutral venue be? Um, you know, and 
where can the Portuguese travel to? Maybe that, that, that they're going to be allowed to play go to. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly know what's going to happen with it. I, I know they are looking at a neutral venue because of this COVID travel ban. Um, I don't think they've made much progress with it. If I'm honest with you, I'm not sure where it's going to be and how things are going to go. So we'll have to wait and see. But it's a bit concerning, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm getting praise. I'm getting. I get praise from Norway. <laughs> I can pronounce Odegaard's name correctly. Sorry, go on, Trev. Uh, trolls, that's because I've been teaching him, mate, off air. I've been teaching him <laughs> Odegaard, Odegaard, Odegaard. And eventually it sinks in, my friend. Eventually he gets it. It's but going, going back to the Benfica game, who knows what's going to happen, though, eh? I mean, if Benfica play up a bit, then we could find ourselves in a lot, you know, out of competition. I don't know what the exact rules are, but it's just a bloody nightmare, isn't it? It's it's, our, it's the one trophy we've got a chance of winning this year, and 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 we could be in trouble in it. So I hope they sort something out. I hope everybody stays sensible, and there's no point scoring made between the sides. They just get down, have a sensible chat about how to complete a couple of games of football in the best way possible for us fans and for football in general. So well, anything could happen, you know. The chain stuff for the Champions League and Europa League last year, but the, that was in the summer and the virus wasn't in the, in the state it's in at the moment around the world. Uh, Steve, do you know anything more of any view on the uh, the Benfica game? No. Um, I mean, I heard, heard that obviously they weren't happy with Arsenal's request or something. Um and so that's why it's gone up to UEFA because there couldn't, be, there wasn't a gentleman's agreement between the two clubs. Um, but I've not looked into it or seen anything else since, since that was. I think that was a couple of days ago, a few days ago. But um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you would have thought that they could probably play our home leg. I suppose they can't because they don't really want the Portuguese people coming into England more than anything else. Mm. Uh, so, but then again, why would you? Why would you send them? to another country because it's it's still not fair I, to be honest i think the sensible solution would be to our benefit which is if they can't uh, uh field the game safely they forfeit the game and and we get the tie but uh, i you know the shoes on the other foot i wouldn't be very happy but i think that's just the way it is mm-hmm. um so let's go around and look at uh, predictions. We've got ahead of ourselves actually today. I was probably I'm reading too quick and getting words yeah. right and not talking up. <laughs> Fergus, Fergus, Fergus. Just if if we've got a couple of minutes to spare, mate. If we've got a couple of minutes yeah. to spare, mate. There's a couple of things we missed on a Man United game. Just take ten seconds. The, yeah, far away. The first one's just a brief statement. The second one I think needs looking at briefly. Firstly, to sum up Sky TV's bias, if you, if you don't believe they're biased, that chap that interviews the managers after the game, I can't remember his name now, but the first thing he said to Solskjaer was, the very first thing he said to Solskjaer was, not how do, how do you think you played, not it was a close game, not it could have gone either way. The first thing he said to Solskjaer was, was that two points dropped? Was that two points dropped? And now, if that ain't bias, if that ain't showing Sky Sports bias, I don't know what is. Right. But the other thing, the thing that, that, that got me was, and we've not touched on it, was was the Fernandez foul that went unpunished, right? The deliberate rake down the back of Jack's leg. But just, just when I was getting back some faith in VAR, a little tiny bit of faith in VAR, something like that happens and it shoots me out the window again. How we got away with that, I will never, ever know. It was it was a deliberate, deliberate effort to harm a professional. 
Go on, go on, Steve. Yeah, I, I said on I said on on the preview. I cannot Fergus, stand what's him. What's going on? <laughs> <Someone's> Nothing. <fine. laughs> yeah, I I can't stand him, and that happened, and he just. If that was Xhaka on Fernandez, you know full well that is a red card. If that's anyone else on Fernandez, you know full well it's a red card. I just, I, I we're on the wrong podcast for me to voice a proper opinion. Guys, <laughs> I'm going to struggle to keep it PG. Really, um, yeah, just yeah. I'm going to let myself down, so I'll pass it on. <laughs> Dan. Uh, do you... Can you explain how VAR did not pick that up? You can see the mark in the back of his socks and everything else. It's just, just shocking, don't you think? Yeah, I, I don't know how it wasn't. You know, anything wasn't given. I mean, it was a clear, blatant, dangerous foul. You, you could break someone's ankle doing that, for example, or you know, cause them damage to their Achilles. It's a dangerous foul, and it should have at least been a yellow card. And I don't know how VAR hasn't picked it up because. You know, it was it was so clear. It wasn't like there was anybody blocking the view or anything like that. It was so obvious. Uh, I have no idea how it wasn't picked up. Right, it should be any minute now for team news. Uh, after team news, we'll have a quick uh, chat about what we think of the transfer window. I know that Trevor's alluded to it um, um, a few minutes ago that he feels that it was a positive window. Now, before we do that, let's uh, get your predictions on the scores before we see the lineup. Um, I've gone for 2-1 to the Arsenal. Steve? I, th- I think it'll be 2-0. I think it'll be comfortable. Dan? Uh, I'll go with 2-1 as well. And uh, Mr. 4-0, what are you going for? Oh. Sorry, Trev, what are you going for? <laughs> I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think we'll continue our brilliant defensive record recently. I think we'll win 2-0 or 3-0. I can't make my mind up. I'm going to go for 3-0. Okay. Can anybody wants to go in the chat? We've got uh, Terry Greenwood has gone for 3-1. Uh, Trills has gone 1-0. Uh, Trofer is gone for 3-1. Another 2-0 to the Arsenal by Robin. And Heath has gone for 3-1. So uh, all seem as positive as we do about that. Hopefully it will be a win. Now, Twitter, come on. Live up to what you meant to do. It's an hour since uh, before kickoff. Team News should be there. Come on. Let's, let's bring it up. Anybody got team news yet? Let's have it. I'm just looking. No, not yet. Every, every, every time, every time, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> if, they, if, if What they should do is they should send it to us in advance and just embargo us until five o'clock. I've that's just, what they do. just seen a little thing. Saka starts a Bamiang on the bench. Okay, well, that's good news. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Who starts with Saka? Yeah. I, I, oh, that's no, all I've got for is, you, Is the Arsenal... <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I've got it. So... Oh, yeah, happy with that. More than happy with that. It's exactly what I expected, really. So we've got Leno in goal, as we thought. Uh, We've got Bellerin, Louise, Holding and Cedric. Uh, Shaq and Party. Uh, Pepe, Smithrow and rather than Willian, we've got Saka uh, and Lacazette. On the bench, we have Ranyarison. No Macy still. Uh, Sorry, no... um, Uh, Matt Ryan, Ryan, sorry, Macy. Uh, Yeah, definitely not Macy. Uh, Gabrielle, Chambers, Elneny, Ceballos, Odegaard, William, uh, Martinelli and Aubameyang. It's a 50-50 bench for me. 50-50 bench. I I can't say I'm I'm loving it. I don't like the fact that Elneny is on there. 
Well, who, who else is going to be there? Ferg, Willock and Willock and, and Maitland Niles have gone. I think I yeah, think that's, that's the adventures we yeah. can get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Ferg, um, look, there's nothing wrong with that, son. That, that we've had a clear out, Ferg, and that's what we're left with. And and I think we're in a more positive place now than before we had the clear out. I know we're going to talk about it in a minute. So I'm not unhappy with that at all. Not unhappy okay. with it at all. Anybody want to change their their score predictions on the back of that? No, I'll stick with what I went with. Yeah, four maybe, nil, maybe three nil. Yeah. <laughs> and just to bring up on uh, the screen, that is the uh, Wolves lineup as well. So they got Patricio, Bolly, Cody, decent player, Killerman, Traore, uh, Neves, Mount, yeah. Uh, <laughs> know, me don't so, yeah. know. You do this every day. Podence and William Jose. So Jose, yeah. no, he's, he's there, is he? I didn't even realise it. It fully signed. Um, yeah, yeah there's back five, back five. That so we're up against the back five. Massino Nevers in the middle, and then yeah, Neto Podence and Jose as a three up top. I, I think we'll win. I think we'll win comfortably. And William Jose, I think he's only there because his stature is very similar to William Jimenez. I don't think he's a potent goal scorer. I haven't seen his stats for this year. He just come from Sociedad, I think. But um, I don't think he's a potent, potent goal scorer. But he's a big man up top, so I reckon. Yeah, I reckon we'll be fine. Okay, transfers. Transfer window <laughs> means one thing: the Mustafi era is officially over. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what did we make of these uh, transfers? Let me list off some of the names. Okay, there's a couple of uh, guys who've gone out uh, to youth on, on on loan, but from the first team sort of squad are the main players: Ozil, three hundred and fifty grand a week; Kolasniak, hundred grand a week; Socrates, ninety-two grand a week; Saliba, he's gone on loan, uh, forty grand a week; Macy. Nine grand a week, Mustafi, 90 grand a week, robbery. Uh, Maitland Niles on 35, Willock on 20. Um, that works out as 641,000 pounds a week on permanent wages. And if you add in the loan wages, if we uh, are able to get rid of all the wages while they're on loan, that's 736. I'm sure we'll have to pick up some of the, some of the, the wages. 736,000 um, pounds a week. That's like if it just on the permanent stuff is 33 and a half million pounds a year that we're saving i know we're losing 95 million pounds uh, without match day revenue and our 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 model is very much around match day revenue that, uh, and corporate uh, revenue but that's got to be a huge saving dan any any thoughts on 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 that and the, the saving um i think yeah it's, it's going to be massive massive for us to save that much money especially in the summer i think you know, we might see a bit more investment because we've got that wage bill available. Obviously, I don't think we'll spend exactly that amount because, you know, as we've heard the Cronkies say a few times, that we're we're on a Champions League wage bill with Europa League money. So I think, yeah, there will be some of that reinvested, but not all of it. But in terms of the money and the, the morale around the club as well, I think we've seen a bit of a click leave. You know, Mustafi, Ozil... Um, that, and Kalasnach as well, they, they were kind of, you know, a little gang, you know, they might have had a, a bit of an impact on the dressing room maybe. So I think players like that going, who also are not offering anything in terms of the contribution on the pitch is a really good thing. And uh, incomings with uh, Rekic, a young 19-year-old centre-back from Hertha Berlin. He's been around a few different clubs. Um, we had Matt Ryan on loan from Brighton and Odegaard on loan from Madrid. Uh, Steve, what did you make of the incomings? Yeah, I think 
you know, as solid as solid as we could have done. I, I didn't expect anything, anything major. I'm glad that we got the backup keeper that we wanted. Um, you know, Rizarson's not gone out on loan yet. I think there's a few, you know, few windows open elsewhere in the world. Uh, so he could still, you know, he could still possibly go on loan. Um, but bringing in Matt Ryan was was a was you know was good and Erdegaard on loan eases up some of the you know some of the burden on some of the young players that are playing in that you know forward midfield three. So I think I think yeah, solid. I tell you one thing. I will just chime in on Mustafi. It was interesting um, on Instagram last night. I saw a comment from Ryan Huddart, who is an ex ex Arsenal keeper. He left left a few years back, and he's he's from down Broadstairs. He's from he's from down my way. And he left the comment um, saying, oh, nobody will miss this one. And I had a couple of comments backwards and forwards. And he just sort of alluded to the fact that even then, you know, even he's always the sort of player that will pass the blame onto somebody else. And, you know, people weren't always happy with him in the dressing room as well. So as as Dan said, and as we've alluded to, uh, you know, in previous years, you know, he's part of that clique. He is a bit of a rotten stench around the club. And, and you know, you see it on the pitch and passing the blame to other people. And, and so, yeah. He's glad he's gone and you know the fact that ex players are coming out and posting that on the official Arsenal <laughs> Arsenal page is you know I think uh, a pretty worrying sign was it, was it, it was it was a six word good goodbye from the club it was just we wish him all the best or something like yeah, that wasn't it, it was yeah it was very very small Trev you were crowing on WhatsApp and before we came live when we could hear you properly um uh, what what did you make of this window overall? Um, in particular, there's a, a, a comment in here from Matt Behan, uh says, what's your thoughts on Maitland-Niles? Should he have stayed for versatility? So give us your, your view overall and then we'll go from there. Do, do you know what, Fergus? I was just looking at the other comment from Matt down at the bottom about showing respect to Mustafi in particular, but... That that comment goes goes for all of our players, Fergus. In that, in that, all these players we've got rid of, all of these players we've been saying weren't good enough to play for our great club. That it's not their fault that they were here, and it's not their fault that they were on such big contracts. Yeah, the business has been done in the past by someone that, that for want of a better phrase, didn't have a clue about football and footballers. You know, I mean, we paid, I've got it written down here, we paid 36.9 million for Mustafi at 24 years old. We put him on a massive contract. Who's not going to come? Uh, but but he's only 28 now and we've had to give him away. He's that bad. We've mm. had to give him away. I wish him all the best, by the way. It's not his fault. It's, we paid, what did we pay? We paid 14.4 million for Socrates, who was, who was a lovely player. Got all us fans singing and chanting with his passion, his energy. But he was never going to be an Arsenal player, but he, was he? He was never good enough, Socrates, you know. So, and we played. We we just we just need to remember these players are now gone. We move on. It's another step on the Arteta ladder. It's the slow process that Arteta is taking, and this this transfer window has seen another massive step on that because all them players have gone. But what's we we, we must remember? Don't get too down on these players. Don't get too down on them because they came to Arsenal because we wanted them here. If, if we didn't have someone at Arsenal doing bad business behind the scenes, none of them players would have come in the first place. Uh, and I'm just hoping that that particular person has left our club. 
you know, because if that person's still behind the scenes somewhere, we've got a dangerous person among the people doing the work. But it's a great progress this season, this this transfer window. I think we've seen off um, Willock and Maitland-Niles have gone out on loan, and I think that's where they should be because they've, they've not hit the standards we want to see. I'm hoping that them two going on loan might free up a bit more game time for Reese Nelson, and we might see Reese Nelson playing a bit better. So all in all, summing it up, it's a great transfers window, the best one we've had in a while. We're not bought many in but we've got rid of a few and it's another big step for Arteta. Bring on the summer. Uh, Dan, uh, a comment by Trules. She says, um, right to loan Maitland-Niles, but he went to the wrong club. What's your views? There was Southampton, there was Leicester, there was uh, West Brom and I think even Newcastle at one point all in for, for Maitland-Niles. Yeah, um, well, Southampton were the main ones, so that kind of fell through on deadline day. Um, I think, from what I understand, there was a bit of an issue on where Southampton wanted him to play. They wanted him to play as a fullback, but we've seen Maitland Niles plenty of times talk about wanting to be a midfielder, and I think he'll get that chance at West Brom. Um, I, I tweeted last night just after the deal had been confirmed that he'd gone to West Brom that I think this loan is going to be a make or break for him. He's going to be 24 later this year, and he really needs to kick on now. And th this is the opportunity for him to do it. He's going to get regular game time. And he's going to hopefully be played in the position that he prefers. And he's got to show what he can do on this loan or else he's in serious trouble when it comes to his overall Arsenal future. Um, I think also, and you can say it's for Willock as well, um, that the both of them, I think, are going to benefit from being in a bit of a relegation scrap. You know, that, that kind of experience of having to fight each week, fight for your life, basically, is, <laughs> is big. And I think that will really improve them as players. Steve, uh, Willock, Newcastle, good idea. Yeah, um, I, I, I put a tweet out that got a few good few likes. You know, being an Arsenal fan with Sunder, Sunderland connections, it's the only time I'm going to want a you know a person in a black and white shirt to do well. And and I really do. I hope he goes there. I hope he he, he finds you know what sort of player he is because at the moment you know he's kind of he he sometimes played in that ten role, but he's you know we we say that he's more of an eight. He played more of sort of an eight role. In the academy, he's been played slightly wider in a you know in a four two three one before as well. So I just hope he, he he gets gets game time in the middle of the park and he really shows what he can do. He can work on his defensive game because um, I think that needs that needs a lot of work. Um, and you know I'm not expecting him to be an absolute world beater, but the the kid's talented. So I just hope that he gets the game time and I hope that he really progresses and and finds himself as a player. Um, and and to be fair, I think Newcastle, are, uh, at the way they're playing at the moment, and the way that that Steve Bruce is trying to turn the ship around, I hope that he's he's given that chance, and I think I think it will be good for him. Um, and yeah, make the Niles, I think yeah, make and break, make or break for him as well, because he's not getting any younger, and and he needs to nail down whether he's going to be a centre mid and want to go somewhere to play centre mid and find a club that will have him as a centre mid, or whether he's going to be a decent squad player and and you know, continue with his versatility. So all in all, good moves, I think. Guys, um, my battery's going to die. This uh, thing isn't charging. So uh, we will have to call it a day slightly earlier than I would like to. Um, we'd normally do another 10 or 15 minutes, but uh, nothing further to add. Just to thank Dan, Steve and Trev for joining us. Uh, been really good. Let's hope we get uh, three points tonight. 
Um, and uh, we 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 march on to Villa um, for the weekend. It's my birthday this week, uh, so two wins either side of my birthday would make me a very very happy man. So come on, Arsenal, you can do it. Um, Last thing to say, uh, I've been harping on about happy coronavirus. Happy 60th, Fergus. Happy 60th, son. What was it like for your 60th? Oh, that long ago, I can't remember it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I keep on moaning, uh, not moaning, but going on about um, a coronavirus week after week uh, due to it impacting on everybody, but in particular my wife and so on. But just seen pop up on uh, my newsfeed, uh, Captain Tom Moore sadly passed away this afternoon from uh, coronavirus. So deepest uh, sympathies go to him. Guys, everybody, just obey the rules, keep safe. You have been watching a, um, a an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Um, you know, if you like what we do, and you're on uh, uh, YouTube, click the like and subscribe button. If you want to follow us on Facebook, we're on Guns and Yellow Ribbons, and our Twitter feed is at Guns and Ribbons. Boys, thanks very much. Only one last thing to say. Up the arse. Up the Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.